welcome to the Youth Mentor Podcast. This is your short burst of inspiration, tips and research about teens for parents, educators and mentors. I'm your host, Amanda Rootsy, founder of Teen Personal Development School, Shine From Within, and coach to incredible youth mentors all over the world. Now, I certainly don't know it all, so I interview the experts about what's going on for youth today, from psychological insights to really practical advice. This is your moment of motivation, inspiration, and a few laughs amidst the crazy and ever-changing world of teens and tweens. In this episode, I chat with Johanna Parker from HeartSparks. Jo is a life coach, speaker, and counsellor who supports women and adolescents to confidently embrace their uniqueness and live incredible, purposeful lives. Jo is a much-loved guest teacher in our youth mentor training, but this particular interview is a brand new one that we've recorded just for you. In it, Jo shares how she comes up with the content for her workshops and programs with young people in collaboration with them or with their community. I love this so much because she's really personalizing every encounter that she has with young people. And you can hear from what she says in the interview just how much the young people really appreciate that personalized touch. She also shares the most popular topics that schools and community groups request from her very diverse content bank. We then got talking about values and how we as mentors, parents or teachers can help our young people to understand what their values are and how to make values-based decisions. Jo shared specific tips and tools that she loves to use in this process. And finally, as a well-known speaker, I had to ask Jo her top tips for speaking authentically to young people and her response was uplifting and really refreshing. Enjoy diving into this episode. Welcome, Joe. I'm so excited that we've got you here on the Youth Mentor Podcast today. Oh, thank you so much. It's such a, a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, you're welcome. Now, Joe, you've got such an interesting background to me. You know, you, you're a, a counsellor, a life coach, and you've been running workshops for teens in community organisations mostly, I believe, for years. Is that right? Yeah, it is right. It is right. My background with working with young people has been so diverse because I was a youth worker for so many years before stepping into the life coaching space. So I feel like young people have been a part of my life for as long as I've been around and absolutely since I've been a young person myself. They're just such a, a beautiful part of everything that I do in my business and and so much a part of our volunteering that I do in the community as well. I love them and working with them so much. Yeah, beautiful. When you what what I love about the stuff that you do is that you always tailor make and personalize programs for each organization that you work with. So you don't have a set workshop that you just kind of churn out each each time, but but you really personalize things. How do you how do you come up with the content? Mm, such a great question. I feel like young people are so incredibly diverse and communities or groups of young people, whether they're associated with schools or community organizations, are incredibly diverse too. And I feel that when I put content together for them without having gotten to know them first, I'm almost making assumptions around what it is that they need. And so this process of working alongside them allows me to really get to know them and get to know what's going on for the young people and often get to know the young people themselves, which is wonderful. And then based on some of the, the key things that they've identified or that the young people themselves have identified wanting to explore or to work on more, I'll then dig back into my content bank, which is, oh gosh, it's been developed over a good 15 years now of running things in this space over a range of different topics and start to pull out little sections of topics that they've mentioned that I might have 
content around and then piece them together into something that flows really well and starts to be individualized for them. So for me, developing content is really digging into a bank of lots of tiny little snippets of content and then pulling out all of the relevant pieces and fitting them together in a way that really joins and flows for young people, particularly of the age that that I'm working with at the time. It must be so powerful for them to have such an individualised approach. It it is, and I really love it when the young people themselves see that. It's always wonderful when teachers or staff in community organisations can see that that effort's been put in and that a workshop has been tailor-made for them. But what I just love so much more is when young people can see that the the messages that they've asked for are the things that they've requested more information or time to explore of their teachers or of staff in community organisations have actually been heard by those people who they have ongoing relationships with and to be able to play a part in strengthening that communication process even between the young people and between staff or adults in those organisations itself is a really powerful thing and I love it so much. It's a brilliant thing to watch, to see those the recognition on a young person's face when they can see that the conversations being had are exactly the ones that they've expressed interest in or that they've asked for. Wow. And, and so what do you find that they're asking for the most? Yeah, it's really interesting. And I, I find that different, different organisations or different schools or groups of young people will request different things. And that's why I know that this tailor-made model works so well. But some of the most common things that I get asked for is are things around confidence and self-awareness and self-esteem and young people feeling more aware and in touch with who they are but or aware of and in touch with who they are but also more confident to share who they are in the world without feeling fear of judgment or criticism around that. Uh, Goal setting is a really, really big one. Young people, for the most part, want to have direction in their life and sometimes can feel really confused around which direction they want to take their their school years or their life beyond that in. So I get requests for goal setting a lot and I love approaching goal setting from a place of setting really strong feeling-based goals around how young people want to feel in their lives or value-based decision-made goals around bringing more of something that they value to life. Managing stress is a huge one, particularly in teens and teens in their final years of high school in particular. And something that I've seen creeping up more and more and more over time is this notion of resilience and young people feeling really strong and grounded and connected in a way that means that they'll be able to thrive in whatever circumstances or situations are happening around them. And young people use the word resilience a little bit, but I hear that word coming a lot more from staff in schools or from staff in community organisations. And I really love to tackle resilience from a place of focusing on building coping strategies and and dealing with coping rather than this notion of resilience, which I find sometimes can appear like we're trying to support young people to almost be a a brick wall that things just bounce off, this Mm. notion of keeping things quite separate to ourselves. But I love working with young people around resilience in the form of coping, so more around how we can allow ourselves to feel and experience things, but look at that from a place of working with it and moving forward with it rather than simply being resilient or or separate to what's going on. 
they're probably the big ones, but as I mentioned, it does vary so much depending on the young people and the school or the organisation itself. I just love that there's so much goodness in there that us adults would benefit from <laughs> as well, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. I love, um, especially around some of the values-based decision stuff, I really love it when teachers or staff members are in those workshops and are doing some of the exercises for themselves because I see so often them coming up to me at the end and saying how beneficial that was for them in and that they in their you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, haven't ever had the opportunity to explore that in that way for themselves. And it's such a valuable reminder for me that that all of us need that space to reflect and to explore at times in our life. It's not at all something that's just relevant for young people. Mm. And so for any teachers or mentors or even parents that might be listening Do you have any tips for us on how we could encourage our teens to make values-based decisions? That's such a great question. And I think that the first thing that's really beneficial for teens is to understand what values are in the first place. And often as adults, we if we're not familiar with our own values, we struggle to know that for ourselves as well. So supporting them to understand that all of us have values, which are these really strongly held and deeply ingrained beliefs and attitudes about the world that guide our decision-making almost subconsciously and steer our sense of self-worth and that our values really, for a young person's benefit, they're like this compass that sits inside of us that we can't see but that behind the scenes is kind of steering us to understand what's important to us and what's not and also guides us in understanding not just when to act or to do something but also the way to do it as well because young people often hear the word values thrown around but don't always understand what they mean in the context to themselves so just supporting them to get that definition is a really great place to start and then just creating space for them to explore what their values might be and there are so many different tools and worksheets and tricks that people can use to go about this with young people and I'm so happy for anyone listening who'd like more information on that to contact me directly for that but there are there are two that are always really great with young people and the first one is even just giving them a range of photographs or pictures that they can start to look at and choose things from that they really connect with and there are some great photographic tools out there that people can get their hands on but for a young person to find an image that they really identify with and to talk about why they identify with it is a really great way of starting to peel back those layers and dig a little deeper into what they connect with or what's important to them. What kinds of images are on these are in these Mm. pictures? Yeah, there's a set of them, and it's from um, an Australian photographic company that's used often in education work, and they're a range of about 50 to 150, depending on the set that you get, black and white images of all different kinds of things. So there are images in there of people putting on makeup. There are images in there of, you know, different settings and environments and um, destinations. So there are pictures of beaches. There are pictures of mountaintops. uh, There are pictures of families eating together. There are pictures of innate objects like notebooks and pens or lights or 
sports, soccer balls, just so many different images around so many different things that allow young people to almost make their own definition or associate with an image in any way that stands out to them. So a young person, for example, might see a picture of a soccer ball and really identify with that because to them it represents sport. Um, Another young person might really identify with it because it represents teamwork and another young people might represent or kind of identify with it because it represents being outdoors. Mm. And so there's one single image there, but a young person has the opportunity to bring their own connection or definition around what that means to them. And for a lot of young people, those visuals are really great conversation starters around what's important to them or what matters. Incredible. Yeah, and and outside of that, young people often will love opportunities to identify with values themselves. So providing lists of values for young people or little cutouts of lots of different pieces of paper with individual value words written on them that they can choose Mm -hmm. between or narrow down is also a really valuable process to get young people thinking about words that represent what's important to them and to choose the ones that mean the most to them and to start to build conversation around that. So something like photo cards, it can be printed off from the internet or invested in, but things like lists of values you can find online anywhere. And I find that young people are often really excited to sit down and to choose those pieces of themselves and to have a conversation around it. Yeah, wow. I've never considered the photo card option, but um, I I always see the benefit of having something like a list so that they can Mm -hmm. start to choose because sometimes they might not necessarily be able to find the vocabulary for it themselves off the top of their head, can they? Yes. Yeah, you're so right. And young people's values, I guess like all of our values, can be so incredibly diverse and different. And it's so great for us to be able to celebrate the differences in that. And that's something that I know you do so well through everything that you do with young people yourself, Amanda. But for young people who don't have the option to recognise a value that's important to them from a list or from somewhere for themselves, if they can hear the voices of other young people speaking quite loudly about what's important or what people should value, then it can be really hard for a young person to feel connected to what it is that's important to them without prompting and young people get prompting around values from so many different places in their life there's the values that they're supported to uphold within their family there's values that mediums outside of themselves such as social media or society are telling young people should be important to them so Mm. the other thing that we can do that's really powerful for young people is just to support them to think about what's important to them just for them or from their own mind rather than perhaps what we're telling them should be important or what society's telling them should be important because for some young people who haven't had the space to explore this before making that differentiation can be really tricky yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> and so once they've started to get clear on their own values, how do you tie that in with the decisions that they're making in their own life? I love to ask them for a start, 
what, how it is that those values are currently showing up in their life. So whereabouts in their life they're being really nurtured and supported and also if there's anywhere in their life that they're feeling like that value isn't being met or if there are any values that they've identified that they're not seeing really present in their life. And when we're talking about value-based goal setting or value-based decision-making, really I'm talking about supporting young people to find ways that they can increase or embrace a value more in their life. So ways that they can bring more of a particular thing that's important to them to life for themselves with the understanding that when we are living life in line with our values, we're generally feeling pretty good and feeling like things are on track. And at times when we're not living life in line with our values or there are things that are really important to us that we're not seeing met or nurtured in our lives or that we're not driving in our lives, that's when we can start to feel really off kilter and out of sorts and can start to feel quite sad about the prospect of where our life is going. Amazing. It's such such exciting work. And the thing that I love about values-based conversation is that it's something that anyone can bring to life with a young person. It, it really is just about opening up that opportunity to talk about what's important to a young person and why. Just to have that space where someone's asking them those questions mm-hmm. would be incredibly powerful for them. Absolutely. And for young people, once that question's been asked and that conversation seed has been planted, they're much more likely to continue, as you know, to continue to have those conversations throughout their life or even just to reflect upon that themselves. So these tools, like a lot of tools, are ones that can really support a young person for the rest of their life, not just in the present moment. Yeah, wow. And so, Joe, how do you... I know that you're such an incredible speaker and can engage so beautifully with young people. What kind of tips do you have around people that are feeling a bit nervous to get in front of a group of of young people and and share their truth with them? That's such a good question. And I love that you mention sharing their truth there because I know that with young people, that's the single best thing that you can do. So tip number one is definitely be authentic and give yourself permission to show up just as you are for a couple of reasons. The first one is that young people have the best BS meter on the planet. And (laughs) if you show up as anything other than who you authentically are, they will instantaneously see through that and they'll wonder why you're bothering. So giving yourself permission to really just show up as you are and, and to speak your truth in the first place is the best thing that you can do. And that's something that young people will always connect to so much more and respect. Secondly, remembering that Young people don't want you to fail. They don't want you to go down in a blazing glory in front of them. (laughs) If you're taking the time to be with them and to share space with them and to be in conversation with them, even when there's groups of them, they really want you to do well and they want to hear what you've got to say. And particularly in schools, if you're speaking to them, you've probably got them out out of some kind of class that they had. So generally <laughs> you'll be off to a brilliant start with them anyway. So just understanding that they, they want you to do well and they're on your side, I think is really important so that you can allow yourself to show up and relax a little more into their presence. And also just to remember that on any given day, at any given moment, a person can say something to us that changes everything. And what I hear so often from young people when I'm speaking to them is that 
it isn't this really well-known celebrity who said this one huge monumental thing that they have really connected with and held on to and carried with them in their time. But it's been these tiny comments that people have made in day-to-day conversation with them or in workshops with them that they've really connected with. And the thing that always surprises me is after workshops with young people in particular, a young person will come up to me and say, I really loved it when you said this or I loved the story that you told about that. And I'll nearly be bowled over because in my mind that wasn't the key point at all. (laughs) That wasn't the message that I was there to share, but it was the thing that they really needed to hear. And so... The third tip is really around just trusting that a young person will get what they need for where they're at if you're really authentic and true to who you are and what you've got to say. So refreshing, Joe, to hear hear that. And I imagine you've settled a lot of butterflies and and hearts that and reminded them that that we, we can all do this. We can all hold a beautiful, safe space for teens just by showing up as ourselves. Yes. Absolutely. And if we if we held that safe space and said nothing, if we literally just held a space for them to feel comfortable and to feel safe and to feel seen, then incredible things would happen on its own. Anything else that comes to that space is such a bonus. Yeah, wow. And so, Joe, you've got some uh, a brand new offering coming out around speaker coaching for anyone that's looking for support in this area. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, thanks. It's something that I'm just so excited about and has been going so, so well to date. And it comes from a place of getting quite frustrated when I've looked out into the world at different options that are available for people who want to speak more in their business or in their life in different environments because speaking is such a big part of what I do and running workshops is a huge part of what I do. And so I find that now... I really enjoy that space, but I feel really nurtured in it. And I've seen that when people have been looking for support around that, a lot of what's been available in the past has been quite a traditional approach of exploring how to look confident on stage and how to project your voice and how to be really strong in your presence in a room. And all of those things are wonderful things to learn, but I found that there's been a real gap around people being supported to develop their self-confidence around being a really authentic and inspiring speaker and space to be able to work through or overcome any nerves or fear that they might have around being able to speak in public or to build speaking into their business or what they do long term and support around developing content that is going to flow and really align with who they are and support around how to become known as a sought after speaker or workshop facilitator in their world. So speaker coaching is really exciting for me because it's giving me the opportunity to create spaces for people to be able to really sit down and explore those things. So speaker coaching is really designed for anyone who wants to feel really confident but really authentic as a speaker and who wants to be able to show up on stage and be really engaging, not from trying to be a certain something, but from being who they really truly and innately are. I see introverts, for example, all over the world who say to me that they can't ever be great speakers because they don't have a really loud and booming voice and feel quite nervous about being in the presence of large groups. And I know that that's not 
that's not true and that showing up just as as they are is a beautiful thing that they can give to an audience. And speaker coaching is also really for anyone who wants to build speaking into what they do really sustainably and to be able to connect with more people on a really authentic platform and to be able to build a strong community around them in that space. It just sounds so perfect, Joe, and so needed. And it's certainly something that um, I'm really interested in personally, because as you said, there's there are courses out there, but um, none of them have called to me in the past because I don't feel like I fit into the mold that that um, they're talking about, I suppose. And I, and I didn't want to lose just the person that I am in the way mm. that I was presenting, if that makes sense. So yeah, it everything really you're does. Saying, oh, it just really yeah. resonates. It sounds sounds <laughs> incredible, Joe. <laughs> it really does. And you've hit, you've hit the nail on the head there because it really is about understanding how we can show up wholeheartedly and confidently as ourselves and to be able to use that as our selling point because there isn't anyone else in the world who can do things the way that you do them or that I do them or that the per- in the way that the person listening does them. And so our real power as a speaker is that uniqueness and that individuality and there are people out there who will just never understand a message unless they hear it in your words and in the way that you say it Mm. and any kind of one-size-fits-all approach to getting that across is going to completely dilute the power of who we all are as individuals. So where can we find you Joe? so we can hear more about that and see more about all of your other incredible services? Yeah, I just love connecting with people. So even just popping in to say hi is always something that I'm really excited about. And you can find me at www.heartsparks.com.au. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so lovely to chat. Ah, isn't Joe amazing? Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and please do share it with anyone who you think will find value in it. Come on over to shinefromwithin.com.au to see the show notes and any links that Joe mentioned in this interview. If you want to hear more from Joe, you can of course find her at heartsparks.com.au. And we actually have about, oh, I think about two hours of content with Joe in our online youth mentor training where we interview her about all sorts of things. So you can always check her out in that as well. You can find out more info about the youth mentor training at shinefromwithin.com.au. Have a beautiful day and I'll see you in the next episode.